Hey everybody, before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You could also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. Alright, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, it's another of our special monthly trailer roundup episodes. We are looking at the movies of May 2022. As usual, Jason Harris from Awesome Movie Year is here to help me break down these movies and figure out what might have inspired them just based off their trailers, just little mini conversations for each one of these trailers. So uh, we got that coming up in a second. Uh, as always, I want to remind you to make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together wherever you listen to podcasts. You can, of course, rate and review us if you like what we're doing here. And, uh, you know, follow us on social media at PiecingPod and join our Facebook group Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces. But I also want to do something a little different at the top of this episode. This is something I'm going to start doing for now, do it as part of these trailer roundups. And then eventually, if we get a lot of feedback coming in, uh, we've been getting more and more feedback per episode, which is great. I love it when people get in touch after the episodes but the more we get maybe i'll do a special dedicated bonus episode every month to talk about some of this feedback but um i want to give a shout out to some people who sent in potential puzzle pieces for some of the movies we covered here on the show so let's do that i've got a list here starting with the episode we did on everything everywhere all at once the new film from daniels the Vern from cinema recall who's been here on the show before told me that he thought of Mulholland Drive, Paprika, A Scanner Darkly, Last Year at Marion Bad, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and Undone. So, a bunch of puzzle pieces from the Vern. And Manish said Terms of Endearment and Brave, which Brave, uh, you know, definitely we talked about various Pixar stuff on that episode, so that fits right in there. Next up, Apollo 10 and a half, which I covered with Jason Harris. Uh, Josie DeMarco over in the Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces group brought up The Sandlot. Thurry Harlan brought up Destination Moon. And Ryan Doherty brought up A Christmas Story. So we got a bunch more puzzle pieces we could have brought up there. Uh, for The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent... My mom brought up my favorite year, and she told me that I need to watch that movie because I've never seen it before, and it does sound fun, so I'm going to have to check that out. And then for The Northman, which that episode we did record already, uh, Pete Abeda is going to be my guest for that one. It has not gone up yet. You can check it out over on the Produced by David Rosen Patreon, though. Uh, but Josie DeMarco, again, she brought up Eric the Conqueror, 
which I actually did go and watch. It's a 1961 Mario Bava film, and it was really cool to check out. It was uh, worth watching for sure. I did give it a shout-out on the episode itself, um, but giving it another shout here as well. So, yeah, everybody, if you're listening and you've got your own puzzle pieces you think we should have brought up on these episodes... Definitely get in touch, either on Twitter or in the Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces Facebook group. Or, of course, you can just email me directly. My email is on the website. So, with all that said, let's talk about some May trailers. Jason Harris is back with us for another month of trailers. Jason, how's it going? (sighs) Me too. (laughs) <laughs> exactly the same over here but we got movies to talk about so you know we got yeah talk. it's a it's an interesting month i when i when we were going through these the first half i was like yeah it just looks all like remakes and sequels not that i'm not excited about some of those but then it kind of got better as it went along some look better than others and there's some original content out there that looks good so you know yeah. it's uh it's nice nice mix nice mix as usual but uh Let's first talk about last month and see what we ended up seeing out of the movies we talked about. Uh, We started off with You Won't Be Alone, which did not open here in Las Vegas, but is now on VOD, and I'm actually planning on renting it tonight. I'm assuming you didn't see it. I don't even remember what it was. What was that? (laughs) The Numi Rapace. uh, She's like a witch taking over bodies. Oh, yeah, that looked great. Yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to watching that. The Contractor which was one of two Chris Pine movies. Uh, spoiler alert, I didn't watch either of them. Did you watch either of them? I did, but not this one. Okay, so we'll get to that one soon. Uh, next up is Judd Apatow's The Bubble, which, as I have mentioned to you, and I think I mentioned once or twice on this show before, m- might be the worst movie I've seen from a major studio and major filmmaker ever. That's exciting to me, especially <laughs> since your taste is so questionable to begin with sometimes. Like, I like that. And uh, there's this, have you know, I, I mean, you're always on the film Twitter. There's this huge, like, Apatow backlash about how mm-hmm. he ruined mainstream comedy, which I don't think at all. Like, I don't, you know, I don't agree with that at all either. I, I think he's great normally. And yeah, th- this movie is just a bitter, shitty mess. And I hate well, it. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's exciting yeah. to me. But again, you know, I question what, you know, well, as I brought up last month, like he came out strong and he produced a bunch of good stuff and I like his TV shows. But, you know, the last 10 years, right, very not as good output. Yeah, it, it's a hard time for comedy, really. But uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, next up is Michael Bay's Ambulance, which I loved. One of the best Michael Bay things we've seen since pre-Transformers. I mean, it's really good. I didn't see it, but uh, this is why I say your taste is questionable. There you go. Absolutely. Uh, next up is the Chris Pine movie that you must have seen, All the Old Knives. I did see that. That was all right. It was kind of like one of these like sexy espionage thrillers. Um, Fanny Newton really steals the movie. She's great. And then... The ending, like, you know, they get to it and you're like, okay, you wrote yourself there. I guess it's based on a novel. And um, is the ending great? Not really, but like, it's all right. It's not bad if you got an hour and a half on a rainy day and 
Mm, not, yeah. Not bad. Uh, next up is the faith-based Father Stew, which uh, did not do what they were hoping. Uh, old Mel Gibson and uh, Mark Wahlberg. Mark, Mark Wahlberg apparently now moving on to all faith-based content from here on out. That's what I read. That's exciting. <laughs> is it? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I stopped talking right after I said that. Yeah. So. Uh, I don't think either of us planned on seeing it, and I did not see it. So. No. Uh, Next up is Chariot, which I did think looked interesting if, you know, maybe a little on the low budget side of things, but uh, I did not get around to it. Did you watch it? I don't even remember what it was. Okay. John Malkovich, but we, we questioned oh, yeah, whether, yeah. We whether he was it. maybe in five minutes of the movie, one of those kind of things, but uh, yeah, did not watch it. Uh, the Northman, which I saw, I loved. We recorded an episode. It will be coming soon here on the podcast. Did you get to The Northman yet? I'm excited. I mean, that's top of the list. I'm glad you saw it. I mean, that and the Nick Cage ones, I haven't seen either of them. I know you really like yeah. both of them. Yeah, and speaking of which, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, our most recent episode of Piecing It Together, I loved it so much. Uh, I, I think you'll like it. I think you'll have fun with it. And then the last one on the list just came out this weekend. I haven't seen it yet. I'm actually planning on going with my dad to see it this week. It's the new Liam Neeson movie, his monthly movies, uh, Memory. Um, did you catch it? I mean, it just came out. haven't yeah. seen it. I will probably wait until um, that seems like something I can watch at home. Yeah, fair enough. As I said about Memory, Liam Neeson plays an old man who forgot he made this movie already. <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't remember all of them. He can't. It's impossible. Uh, so let's move on to this month. And we're going to kick it off with a last minute edition uh, that I didn't realize was finally making it out to uh, full release this month. Uh, you reminded me right before we started, but it's Gaspar Noe's latest film, Vortex. Uh, it's been in limited release for a while. It was over in Europe for a while, uh, but it will be in theaters May 6th. Um, it is one of two films he's putting out this year. Another one that was also in limited release all over the place for a while, Lux Eterna. I'm not sure if that has a date yet. Uh, but this one stars Dario Argento and uh, Francois Laburn, I think is how you say the name. I'm not sure if this is specifically a dementia thing, but it's like aging and the toll on, on mental health of, of old people. And it uses split screen. It, you know, Gaspar Noe is usually doing something weird with cinema. So uh, it looks pretty cool to me. It, I think so. I know you're a big uh, Gaspar fan and everything. Yeah. So, and this one, everyone seems to be a fan of. Yeah. Yeah. It's getting really good reviews out of the festivals. I think it uh, premiered at Cannes. Yeah. What do you have uh, for possible pieces here? Well, I mean, you know, uh, you first talk about movies about old people and um, we um, just covered our friend uh, who's not our friend because he died when we were kids. John Cassavetes, <laughs> Gloria on uh, Awesome Movie Year. So I was thinking of his son's movie, Nick Cassavetes, uh, The Notebook, which I still like sure. as, a mo uh, as a film. And, you know, does deal with kind of an aging couple and memory loss and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, then you're talking about split screen. It reminded me of uh, Mike Figgis's time code where he had like four stories going on at once. Uh, I never did see that. It looked insane. Yeah, I think it probably was. I never saw it either. And I probably okay. should have. So. And then mm -hmm. lastly, Dave, I will do this so you can not do this the entire movie. I'm thinking of ending things. Charlie Kaufman. All mm. about uh, the blurry mental lines. I already picked a Charlie Kaufman movie. Ha ha ha. You can't do one now this whole episode. 
Uh, fair enough, fair enough. I, I'll start off with one that I uh, brought up Charlie Kaufman as a puzzle piece for when we did the episode, and that is The Father from just a couple years ago where Anthony Hopkins won an Oscar for playing a character, uh, Dementia. I'll also bring up Amour, the Michael Haneke movie, just a brutal movie about an old couple. And uh, yeah, a- any of these kind of movies that are about aging and just how difficult that is for people. And yeah, this looks like it'll be a brutal experience, but uh It'll be interesting for sure to see what exactly he has planned with this one. Yeah, it's good that, you know, we're getting some challenging films, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, On the less challenging side of things, let's move on to a Marvel movie. Uh, We've got Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness coming to theaters on May 6th. In theory, I think like the biggest of the post-Avengers Endgame ones, like it feels like this is maybe going to finally set some things up for a continuing story. I don't know, but I, I don't know. Say. I don't know either. They're, they all blur together. Look, we like the first Doctor Strange and Sam Raimi's directing this one. So Right, like, and that's, that's the big story here. Right, yeah. that's where we're going with it. Multiverse, multiverse, multiverse. That's the theme of the year of uh, films. Yeah. So I tried to um, kind of go a different way with it. You know, we've talked about Looper before, and in this one, it looks like Stephen Strange has to fight a different version of Stephen Strange. So mm-hmm. I thought Looper was kind of an interesting one. And then this is too current to be a piece, but highly recommend it. And I think what they're doing using this kind of, uh, I don't know if it's a multiverse yet or different dimensions, different worlds, like, but it's awesome. Outer Range, the new Josh Brolin show on Amazon Prime is amazing. I heard great things about it. My dad's watching it right now. Um, I have not seen it, though. Uh, but yeah, Looper's a great piece here. Uh, speaking to that, fighting different versions of yourself, and of course, it being a Sam Raimi movie, I had to go Army of Darkness because Ash does have to fight Bad Ash. Um, so you get that. And hopefully, uh, you know, there's been lots of rumors about Bruce Campbell having some kind of uh, cameo in this. So I guess we'll see what happens. And then, yeah, I mean, like you said, multiverse, multiverse. I mean... It's lazy, but I went with Loki and WandaVision. Like sure. all of the Marvel TV shows are, it seems like we're kind of dragging them into the movie version of the MCU. So. Well, I mean, I mean, we know Wanda's in this, right? Sure. I, I don't think Loki's in it from what, is he? Or? I mean, I, not that I know of from the trailers, but I mean, there's all kinds of, it sounds like cameos and like weird stuff's going to happen. I mean, they're saying Patrick Stewart is possibly that that faceless uh cameo that you just hear the voice um As, from x-men oh that would be amazing yeah, yeah so Charles i Xavier, mean that would be cool. yeah so there's gonna be all kinds of stuff yeah another way to go with it because you mentioned wanda is like because did you watch wandavision i didn't know i didn't watch any of the shows all right well so you know we kind of know at the end that Stephen strange approaches her but like she needs redemption and i think this is like this movie where it's redeeming this uh, female character who's uh, uh, done a lot of not so nice things. Yeah, I I have uh, read a few spoilers about what happened on the show, so I get it. So I will have edited it, but uh, Jason's problematic dog just uh, made us pause the podcast. So next up is Marmaduke uh, on Netflix. At least my dog's still alive. My dog is alive and well. He may have had a fainting episode the other day. How many times have we had a fainting episode? Was it too much stress in your dog's life having to walk from the living room to the kitchen or something? I'm laughing, but it was very scary. It was was horrific. I I feel like that dog's been reanimated five times. How many times have we done a podcast at your house where your dog just makes 
otherworldly sounds and you're like, you're not even a living creature at this point. He's the best dog in the world. Marmaduke is not the best dog in the world. Uh, he, he's, a, he's a problem. And uh, I, this is a new animated version of Marmaduke. Uh, the animation style, I will just say this right up front, just looks awful. I don't know. What did you think about this? You know, I was saying at the beginning that there are like some remakes and reboots this month um, that like, is anyone asking for it? And yeah. um, and some that look good. And this falls in the like, really? Why are we making this movie category? <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, it, it, and not just the animation, the, the movie looks horrible, Dave. It looks really lazy. I, you know, it, like, like, what do we got? We got Marmaduke. All right, sure. Why not? Like, <laughs> right. that's about it. Right. So, you know, if you want to talk about kind of a fun movie with a dog who's too much for a family to handle, I went all the way back to Beethoven. Sure. You know, and, mm -hmm. uh, and then Marmaduke enters a dog show. So it, it Christopher Guest, best in show. Maybe yeah. I'm just trying to like, block out the preview by thinking of good movies that this <laughs> yeah. could be like. So those are the two I put. By the way, uh, while you were just talking, I, I brought it up on IMDb. There are four directors on this movie. That, that's always a good sign. I, I, I don't even know how. Uh, I mean, I guess it's animated. So Yeah, you know. that's, oh boy. Uh, yeah, I thought of Clifford the Big Red Dog, just sure. like a Beethoven piece there. And uh, also Scoob with an exclamation mark, the one from 2020, right before the pandemic hit, uh, which also had a really questionable animation style. Yeah, so, all right. Yeah. Moving on, uh, another remake, Firestarter, which will be on Peacock at the same time as it's in theaters on May 13th, a new take on the Stephen King novel, this one from Bloomhouse, uh, stars Zac Efron, um, although the little girl is Ryan Kira Armstrong, uh, who was previously on The Tomorrow War and American Horror Story, apparently. The, the interesting thing about this that I didn't know until we were preparing for the episode is it's directed by Keith Thomas, the director of The Vigil. The movie that me and Josh Bell loved so much. You know, and this goes to the other point. When I saw that we were previewing this, I'm like, man, another remake. And But then I watched this and I'm like, no, this is great. Like, I don't yeah. think a lot of people recognize, you know, obviously uh, the original Firestarter anymore. And this looks like, you know, it's going right down the middle with that kind of movie. So yeah. I thought this looked pretty decent, to be honest with you. I did too. A uh, little girl has to learn how to control her supernatural powers. Did we just talk about X-Men, Dave? I think we did. Mm -hmm. um, and then obviously, you know, government wants to do experiments on her. It made me think of uh, uh, Eleven from uh, Stranger Things. Looking forward sure. to that new season. Lastly, Dave, probably the number one influence on this little girl has to control her powers. Elsa in Frozen. Mm. I'm sure you've seen Frozen a lot of times over there in that house. Yeah, I've watched a lot of Frozen. Yeah. Good, so. good, good stuff. Uh, by the way, X-Men, are you specifically thinking of Dark Phoenix? Because that's what I had on my list. Here. I mean, uh, you know, I, I, and it's funny because that's a good one to go with. You could go with any of them. I always like to go Days of uh, Future Past or First Class or something yeah, like good. that. You know, whatever. Sure. First Class, I was the, that's the throwback one. Or I don't know. Yes. Yeah, yeah that was, that's the one. Yeah, that's a good yeah. one. Good stuff. Uh, the other piece I had, a really good movie, uh, Midnight Special, the Jeff Nichols movie with Michael Shannon as a guy protecting his son who's showing that he might have superpowers. Yeah, yeah. Also, so, a, also yeah. a great uh, song by Creedence Clearwater Revival. There you go. Absolutely. 
Let's go on to our next movie. It is Pleasure. Uh, it's a limited release, May 13th. Uh, not sure about a wide release date yet, but it's from Neon. Uh, it is supposed to be a very authentic and disturbing look at the world of porn. It's getting a lot of raves. I was uncomfortable watching the preview. Yeah, like <laughs> absolutely. Just, um, you know, the the it just was, it's rough. It's a rough thing to watch. So, yeah, that, that is absolutely so. fair. It got a lot of raves out of, I believe it was Sundance uh, earlier this year, Sundance or South by Southwest, one of them. But uh, yeah, people said that it's uh, like, like we were saying right there, very uncomfortable, but really good. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, what do you have for pieces here? I mean, Red Rocket and X were the first two that came up, but I think stylistically it reminded me of Spring Breakers and kind mm. of that whole feel. Um, yeah. So th those were the three that popped off. I could give more, but you go. Yeah, no, th those are those are fine. Uh, just right along with those picks, I have Zola, another A24 movie. Yeah, that was on my list as well. Yeah, I think that feeling of, of just being around all of that kind of stuff is uh is what's there and then the, the porn industry boogie nights you know you got to throw that in there as well yeah i mean and obviously we're seeing more usage of like social media media within the film and everything so something like zola fits that really well yeah uh, that other one i know you're andrew garfield uh, a24 freak that one from last year could be in there too oh are you thinking of uh mainstream yeah 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 which yeah. is the opposite of uh porn there you go. It yeah. is the opposite of porn, sort of. Uh, <laughs> let's go to Tank House. This is a smaller movie. It'll be in limited release May 13th. I believe it's going to be possibly on VOD the same day. I saw uh, various different info, but uh, it's got Richard Kine, Christopher Lloyd. It stars Tara Holt and Stephen Friedrich. It's about this kind of dumbass couple of actors who get kicked out of the New York theater scene and move to Fargo, North Dakota to start a new theater scene back up. Uh, look kind of interesting. It did. I I can't tell if it's going to be horrible or wonderful, right? Right. So, exactly. On the wonderful side, Mike Birbiglia's movie about improv players. Don't think twice was the first thing that I thought. Oh, of. that's a good one. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that, but that's yeah, that fits great. Yeah. So we've already talked about Christopher Guest. Obviously, small town theater. We covered it on uh, Awesome Movie Year. Waiting for Guffman. Still my yep. favorite of his films. And then I I was also thinking of. Uh, the first season of Search Party, which uh, I highly recommend. It's closing up this year. But the idea of people, and that was all in New York, but the people people who took themselves and their art very seriously and really didn't have any meaning at all. Mm. Yeah, no, that, that's that's a good piece, too. I, I like both of those. And, uh, and Waiting for Guffman is, of course, on my list as well. I think that's the first thing that uh, came to mind for me. I was trying to think of movies about bad plays. I was kind of having trouble coming up with one, so just went to the producers. Another awesome movie or movie. But, uh, you know, I, I'm sure there's plenty of other movies about bad plays that I will think of after we finish recording. Well, yeah, and also the whole, like, you know, fish out of water, Doc Hollywood, right? Like, big city people go to... In this case, a yeah. different city, but they make it look like a small town in the preview type. I guess you could include Fargo, too. Um, just, you know. Well, there is that wood chipper scene in the preview. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, next up, uh, another one that you suggested we add to our list called Good Morning. It's coming to limited theaters and VOD on May 20th. And it is Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. Uh, also stars Pete Davidson. Looks kind of like a Vanity Project kind of thing. It looks like just like a dumb stoner comedy, but it's a guy whose girlfriend breaks up with him, and people try to help him get back together with her. 
I, think. I feel like it. It felt a little like get him to the Greek, but with like getting a girlfriend back instead of making your gig on time. Yeah. Um, the reason I picked it is because didn't Machine Gun Kelly also write this movie? I think so. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, I mean, you know, look, He's an auteur. Right. Well, <laughs> and I, I didn't pick it like, oh, we got to do it because I mean, but hey, maybe it's great. Who knows? The other one. Again, I'm bringing a lot of TV into this, but I feel like this is definitely influenced by Dave, the little Dickie show. That's on my list, too. Uh, yep. um, which if if it manages to reach those heights of excellence, I will buy you lunch, Dave. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> so, Dave is one of my favorite shows on. Right? You know? Yeah, it's so good. Absolutely. I haven't watched the new season yet, but the last season was just incredible. And, what new uh, season? There's only been two seasons. That's what one. I mean. I only watched the first one. It's yeah. been out for over a year, dingus. You know how bad I am with TV, but uh, yeah, I know, but yeah, really good. And uh, I'll just throw in, since I had Dave on my list, uh, the other one I had was Road Trip, you know, the the comedy with Brecklin Meyer, I believe his name Brecken, is, and, and Tom Green. And yeah, and Tom Green smart. and yeah, all of them uh, trying to get back the, the girlfriend. By the way, I couldn't even tell in this trailer, is the girlfriend Megan Fox or is Megan no. Fox the friend? Megan Fox is not the girlfriend. She's like there to cleanse him. Actually, I put this, even though I didn't watch it, but I put the bubble as a puzzle piece <laughs> because it looks like a horrible send up of uh, whatever's going on in rich people industry lives. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, next up is Men. Uh, it's going to be a limited release on May 20th. It's the latest from Alex Garland, uh, who made Ex Machina and Annihilation and Devs. Um, it's a 24 film stars Jesse Buckley and Rory Kinnear who plays 18 different men who are driving this woman crazy after she's under a tree Whoa. after her husband attempted to kill himself or did kill himself. That's, That's amazing. Weird. Yeah. I mean, yeah. look, Alex Garland, we all are big fans of uh, at least us two. And um, in uh, most months, Dave, an Alex Garland movie would totally be the one I'm most looking forward to. And that's what's exciting. As much as I'm looking forward to this, we have another one coming up later that I'm looking forward to more. Nice. But um, yeah, no, obviously this is going to be one that we're going to we're going to see and enjoy. I hope it looks crazy. Um, so I put again, I'm going with TV influences because it looks like if you go into a tunnel or come out of this tunnel, like I don't know if people from different dimensions are coming or what's going on. Right. It's that supernatural yeah. thrill. So the German show Dark, which the first season's incredible, second season's incredible, third season is just so far out there, I can't even explain it. <laughs> and then also this kind of um, small Irish town with a secret reminded me of a little film called The World's End, you know, from our friend yeah. Simon Pegg and everything. Uh, lastly, you know, clearly this priest is like gaslighting her, you know? So sure. let's throw gaslight on there, the Hitchcock film. Yeah, oh, Kukar, Kukar, not Hitchcock, Kukar. Right, right. So I will throw in there The Shining, you know, person going crazy. I mean, it seems like a, a little bit of that going on. She's going nuts uh, and people are making her go nuts. Uh, I also had Anomalisa, the Charlie Kaufman. You said I couldn't use any Charlie Boo. Kaufman, but I'm doing it. But uh, 
the stop motion animated movie that he put out uh, where Tom Noonan voices every single other person except for the main character. Well, well, Dave, uh, I like that film, but since you can't use Charlie Kaufman, we're replacing that with the nutty professor with Eddie Murphy. <laughs> there you go. That That's fair. Uh, I also was wondering, you know, I don't know when this like started production or whatever this particular movie, but I was wondering how much of the idea of it, of having this one guy play 18 different characters came from you know covid restrictions and not being able to have a lot of people on set right it would be right. kind of an interesting way to deal with the pandemic and we, and we are seeing so many of these movies in contained environments um currently yeah. i'm actually working on writing one of those so and um i'm only a year too late so that's great <laughs> hey it's never gonna end so i mean you're never gonna be too late so so dave what do you know about i mean we know jesse buckley has the oscar non-program but what do we know about this guy who's playing 18 different characters i don't know that's funny you ask that i don't know anything about rory kinnear i i i really don't i'm guessing he's more of a tv actor uh he's on penny dreadful that seems to be his big thing he was in no time to die does he do that? like a lot of british television or? yeah that's what I, that's what i'm thinking it actually says english actor when you search for him so like it doesn't just say actor it says english actor <laughs> so next up on our list is Chippendale Rescue Rangers, which will be on Disney Plus May 20th. It's the Lonely Islands take on these classic animated characters where one of them goes 3D, the other goes regular 2D animation, and they have to get back together for a new case. And it looks really weird. And uh, John Mulaney and Andy Samberg are the main voice cast, but Seth Rogen, J.K. Simmons, Will Arnett. I, I don't know what to think about this one. What do you think? I'm really excited. Like I had no desire, like when they were like, oh, they're making a Chippendale Rescue Rangers movies, but because it's Lonely Island and they're gonna spin it, you know, it would be uh like if a if it would be like a Lord and Miller movie with the Lego movie, right? right type thing. That's on my list of pieces for and, sure. Yeah. And um it looks fun. It looks really fun. Um the two obviously that I came up with, the mix of animation and live action. All the way, and also a, a mystery, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, the classic. Mm -hmm. And then this also kind of felt like, hey, we have to get back together and show show us at our best again, at our most powerful as a unit, was uh, the Muppets from 2011 that Jason Siegel uh, and Greg Matola spearheaded. I thought you were about to say the Blues Brothers, which we just talked about an awesome movie here. But that was um, not a cartoon of, or a kid show. First, but it was so people having to get back together. Yeah, and it was based on a TV, you know, sketch. But I'm yeah. saying like the Muppets were a TV show, right? Yes. And now the film is them having to get back together. Yeah, like these absolutely. rescue rangers. So. Absolutely. Good pieces all around. The Lego movie was on my list. Uh, I'll also bring up Free Guy, the Ryan Reynolds movie, which was basically like a live action Lego movie, but also deals with the mixed mediums between the video game world, the real world inside the movie and you know everything else going on. Yeah, I don't know. I'm hopeful for this one because I love pretty much everything those Lonely Island guys do. Uh, this trailer just, I don't know, it's its weird to me. It doesn't land for me. Do you have a favorite Lonely Island thing? Probably uh, the movie. The pop star movie? Pop star, yeah. Did you ever see the, um, it's amazing, the fake sports documentary they did about the long tennis match where Sandberg and Kid Harrington are playing the leads and everything? I watched that stoned out of my mind. <laughs> I barely remember it, but it was so funny. It's so funny. <laughs> and I barely ever say things are funny to the point where they make me laugh out loud. And that thing just had me 
rolling, man. That, <laughs> that's insane. so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got to watch that again one of these days. Uh, next up is Top Gun Maverick, one of the final pandemic delayed movies that we've been waiting on forever uh it will finally be out in theaters may 27th just had its premiere here in vegas at cinemacon and uh everyone went nuts for it i am excited Dude, what, are you, what are you thinking mo- this is the one i'm most excited for this month and yeah. i'm gonna go see it in imax the first top gun is so awesome and like really one of the you know these you know we talk about the birth of blockbusters in the 70s with like jaws and star wars and then Top Gun was what eighty six maybe eighty seven. Yeah, it's eighty six, eighty seven, something like that. I think it's eighty six, but like that kind of adrenaline fueled uh, blockbuster that we see constantly now. I really feel it was a, a real debt to Top Gun, and yeah, um, this looks great, and I'm so happy to hear that everyone uh, liked it. It looks like exactly what it's supposed to be, right? Yeah, so. and and Joseph Kaczynski, um, Oblivion, I didn't love, but Tron Legacy was pretty damn awesome. Yeah, as him as a director. I mean, it looks pretty impressive the way that it's shot. You know, look, I don't want to throw a Tom Cruise movie in there, but if I did, it would be Mission Impossible Fallout just because of the amazing stunts and the stuff that they're doing in the sky and in planes sure. and stuff like that. Um, this kind of secret mission brings me back to like a zero dark 30. And then I think we should mention two uh, classics here. Wings, the first best picture winner ever. And then Howard Hughes' Hell's Angels, which to this day holds up as some of the most amazing aerial footage that's been shot. Yeah, I'll have to watch those before uh, Top Gun Maverick comes out because uh, that'll be interesting to see like the difference between you know the, the high-end flight footage of, of that day to now. Um, but yeah, that, that cool piece is, I will also include Christopher Nolan's Dunkirk, uh, as far as, you know, that's a movie that I don't really like because I don't care about the characters, but as far as the actual, uh, photography of the flights, like, I mean, it looks amazing. And I think this probably took a page from that. And then I'll also, uh, include the recent star Wars trilogy. Um, just the old guys are back, but there's all a whole new crew of heroes that they're training to uh take over so i read this book recently called island stories it's a history of great britain as it pertains to being an island you know and everything mm. and it was a it, like i consider i'm a pretty smart guy i minored in history in college and everything right and yeah. this took me like all of my brain power to like understand <laughs> but um they talk about how Dunkirk is kind of like you know like how like d-day for us was right or something like that you know um, yeah such a huge moment in British history, which has nothing to do with Top Gun, but I wanted to at least say that. You want to show off how smart you are, huh? You should learn how to read, Dave. <laughs> I, I can't. I just can't do it. Last for the month is the Bob's Burgers movie coming to theaters May 27th, when I'll finally not have to watch the trailer over and over again every single time I go to the movies. It's the adaptation of the popular adult comedy. Did you ever watch Bob's Burgers? I've watched, I, yeah, I never, like, I, I'm not a devotee, but I've, mm-hmm. I watched him here and there. It's a super fun show. And uh, I could totally see myself, like, when... My daughter gets a little older, like us just running through that series together and everything. Yeah, I've never watched it. I, I like, you know, H. John Benjamin and Christian Shaw. Like, I, I like these people that are involved with it, but I just, I, I, I haven't watched it. Yeah, you have to, uh, you should turn over the piece. I, I've been reading in the po- popcorn and puzzle pieces, <laughs> but you should turn it over and take yourself out of it. Maybe moderate that episode, but not 
but have actual people who know that world like yeah i think i think it would be a fun experiment to see what happens because uh yeah i do have a couple of people interested and everybody voted yes that we should cover it on the show so i guess we'll see what happens maybe that will be something we'll do uh what do you got for pieces here well i mean look we're like we're talking about films based on cartoon shows right like kind of like rescue rangers was right but yeah um you know going kind of how big can they go and i think the simpsons movie did a great job of that you know and then i have the powerpuff girls is another one we could list a hundred of them right um but and then i was like well you know it's bob's burgers let's throw in diner let's throw in big night some good food movies and and uh that's where i'm at yeah, I had Good Burger, which I've never actually seen, but uh, I figured it fits, maybe. Oh, I've seen Good Burger, all right. <laughs> Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Can I take your order? <laughs> there you go. And uh, yeah, I had Beavis and Butthead do America as my version of the you know movie based on the cartoon. So, uh, And I do love that movie. So yeah, uh, that is our month of May. A lot of good movies to look forward to. Jason. Is there something you watched recently you want to recommend to our listeners? Yeah, I feel like I've been doing that all all uh show with the um TV. So I'll mention another one, uh Slow Horses on Apple TV. Apple TV Plus is really starting to kick some ass, I got to say, yeah. you know. Um so um you know, Severance was great this year. I I like Slow Horses. It's Gary Oldman is this uh, crank. Did we talk about this ever before or no? I don't think so. But speaking of Apple TV Plus, uh, Cooper Rafe's new movie, Cha Cha Real Smooth, is going to be on Apple TV Plus. We'll be talking about that next month on our trailer. All right. Episode. There's the yeah. Magic Johnson four part documentary, uh, all, all right. types of things, Shining Girls, right? So I'm going to recommend Apple TV Plus in general. <laughs> and obviously, Apple, you know, it's a small company, just very DIY, DIY mom and oh, pop yeah, shop. So they need yeah. this type of publicity from. A monolith podcast like yours. <laughs> a monolith podcast. Jason, what's going on on Awesome Movie Year? And what do you got going on with your comedy? Oh, yeah, Dave. Lots of comedy. I am actually trying to post about it more often. The best way to find me on that is Jason Harris Comedy, Facebook and Instagram. Jay Harris Comedy on Twitter. I don't use as much. And then also, Dave, as you know, I host a lot of trivia nights throughout yeah. town. And I make sure we always have... Uh, you know, a good amount of pop culture in there, movie rounds and and definitely music rounds and stuff like that. So co- come out. They're really fun with the way we do them. Um, awesome movie year. We are getting close to the end of season 11, and it's been a great season. 1980, so many good movies. And what I can tell you is season 12, I think is I've never been more excited about a season. Nice. Yeah. No, it's. It's going to be a really fun one for sure. And uh, yeah, everybody check out Awesome Movie Year. And Jason, thank you as always for joining me. Yeah, Dave, uh, we made it through a whole show without me calling your audience sloppy pigs. Thanks, Jason. (laughs) I'm Josh Bell. And I'm Jason Harris. And we co-host a podcast called Awesome Movie Year. Each season, we take a look back at an awesome year for movies, which is every year. We deep dive into these specific years and we pick out why they were such great years for films. We go over the biggest hits, the biggest flops, the best pictures, some personal picks, some cult classics. Years we've covered in past seasons include 1994, 2003, 1977, and 1984. And we've got all of film history to look forward to. So check us out at awesomemovieyear.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.
All right, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation about some of the movies coming out in May. Thanks to Jason Harris for joining me. And, uh, yeah, if, if you enjoy what we do here on Piecing It Together, make sure you are subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts. We're, of course, on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Pocket Casts and all those places. We're also on Good Pods and Podchaser, all the, all the podcast apps. You can subscribe, you can rate, you can review, you can share. We appreciate all that you guys do and just the fact that you're out there listening. Um, obviously, I shared some of those listener puzzle pieces at the beginning of the show. I'd love to keep doing more and more of that. So if you are listening, please get in touch. Let me know about puzzle pieces that you think of for the movies we cover here on the show. I'd love to hear from you. So uh, yeah, make sure you're following us on social media at PiecingPod and join our Facebook group Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. And, of course, don't forget about our Produced by David Rosen Patreon, where you can currently listen to our episodes on The Northman and Sonic the Hedgehog 2 and Uncharted. There's a bunch of episodes that are not out yet on the main feed. There's also a bonus awesome movie year episode on American Pie that will eventually be up on the main feed. And there's a bunch of stuff from my music career, so lots of great stuff to check out. And speaking of my music career, let's close this out with a piece of my music. I am going to go with just a random track from my most recent full-length album, the self-titled David Rosen album. Uh, I'm just going to pick one. What should I play? Uh, I'll go with Beacon. How about that? I'm sure I've played it in one of these endings of the episodes before, but this is a cool track. So let's play it. It's Beacon. It's from my album, David Rosen. Hope you enjoy it. We'll be back with more Piecing It Together, including another special episode, uh, if things go well this weekend, uh, later this week.
an All Points West production, produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas.